0: To the Ad Hero Podcast.
1: My name is Gio Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Livieri. And today on the Ad Hero Podcast, we wanted to cover a topic that doesn't get talked about a lot because of its negative connotation. That topic, bankruptcy. Have you ever considered the thought of filing for bankruptcy, also known as a BK? Even though bankruptcies are considered by most people to be very bad, Today on the show, we have a special guest who's going to share his views on some of the surprising benefits of filing a BK. Attorney David Nigel will join us on the program to share his thoughts on the controversial matter, as well as how he markets himself to get and maintain his clients. But first, Gino, it's time for the A Block. All right, folks, it's the lightning round. This is, if it's your first time checking out the Ad Hero podcast, what the hell is the matter with you? (laughs) The lightning round reminder, guys, we're going to put two minutes on the clock and we're going to go through a, uh, take turns asking each other questions uh, on various topics spanning from business to pop culture and everything in between. And each Ad Hero will then give their flash response to each topic or question at hand. Gino. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's put two minutes on the clock and let's play the lightning round.
0: All right. The UFC worked out a deal with longtime sponsor Anheuser-Busch to advertise Bud Light at their fights. Is it too early, Matthew, for Americans to accept Bud Light back in the zeitgeist?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, they've had their they've been on a timeout. They made a marketing snafu, a major marketing snafu. They lost sight of who their core audience is. Uh, But hey, look, you know, they're an American company. Uh, I want to see them make a comeback. So yeah, let's go for it. Gino, now that the writer and actor strike is over and we are another year removed from COVID, do you think the movie industry will have a major comeback in 2024? Absolutely. Um, I mean, look, Disney's suffering, but
0: there's a lot of other studios, especially some independent studios like Angel Studios, uh, has been coming up. Uh, There's a very interesting movie coming out next year about a civil war that just broke out in uh, the trailers. So, yeah, uh, 2024 is going to have some amazing movies, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Matthew, EV-related losses are growing for ford motor and general motors now the companies have some hard decisions to make about how they will spend billions of dollars decisions sure to have serious consequences for the stocks by 2025 gm has a goal to sell 1 million cars in north america but actual sales look to be in the low to mid single digits are evs just not the practical purchase solution for american motorists
1: Uh, I think it's I think it's going to possibly be a future practical purchase decision. But right now, no, it's not because there's not enough charging stations until every single garage in America has a charging station. um, I think it's not practical. I think that's why you're seeing EV sales suffer. And it's a big problem. But we'll see what happens. Okay, last but not least, Gino, cryptocurrency continues to be a hot topic for debate, especially as the U.S. presidential election starts to heat up. Do you think cryptocurrency will see even more widespread adoption in 2024, or are most people waiting to see if the government will step in and regulate it first? There might be
0: an uptake uh, just because the way the dollar has been going and even though inflation has gone down a little bit, uh, it it, it might take up a little bit more uh, customers. As far as the regulation is concerned and not enough people are talking about this, the government is trying to come up with their own digital currency and be away from Bitcoin called CBDC, which is Crypto Bank Digital Currency. It's basically like the government would be able to spy on all your purchases. So we don't want that. Um, so that will be their way of trying to regulate the American people.
1: That's the round, folks. Now we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages where we'll get into the B-Block and welcome David, our guest.
2: Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to Opendisplay.com for a free account to get started.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's welcome to the program. We're excited to have him here, David Nigel, attorney at law. Uh, He is a bankruptcy attorney from San Diego, California. He's going to share his thoughts on this subject matter. David, great to have you on the show. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast.
2: Well, thank both of you. I've been a fan of the Ad Hero Podcast for a long time, and I'm finally glad I'm on it. Let's go. But you guys have so to grow by having me, but I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, thank you. We're sending this man some, some ad hero podcast swag afterwards. Uh can you give our listening audience a brief introduction to yourself? How long have you been in this space and why did you choose to focus on this area of law?
0: So um
2: I soon I graduated from law school in two thousand and nine, passed the bar two thousand and nine, and right around that time there was economic meltdown. We had a housing crisis, foreclosures, a ton of bankruptcies. And a a good colleague of mine that I went to law school with started working at a firm that got a lot of calls for bankruptcy. And they needed to bring some of on. so I kind of... uh, Down into bankruptcy because there was a great need for it in 2009, 2010, and 2012, 11, and 12. Bankruptcies hit an all-time high in the U.S., along with foreclosures, unfortunately. So, in in law school, I never studied bankruptcy. Didn't know the first thing about it. You don't need to know anything about bankruptcy uh, to pass the bar exam. So, I kind of just fumbled my way into it. um, Then, I had to kind of teach myself about it but um been in it ever since so now I've been practicing bankruptcy for about 14 years and in addition to bankruptcy bankruptcy protects uh people's assets from creditors a lot of times in addition to that people need to protect their assets when they pass away so as a function of getting into bankruptcy also got into estate planning. So trusts, wills, power of attorney. They actually go hand in hand with bankruptcy, even though many people don't think that up front. And I can I can expand on that later on. But yeah, I've been in the space for about fourteen years.
1: what are the three top three biggest misconceptions about entering into bankruptcy? into the bankruptcy process?
2: So there are a ton of misconceptions, but yeah, there, there are three big ones. And the first one has to do with, well, there's really two that really stand out, and i may get to the third, but the first one has to do with credit. A lot of people think that if you file bankruptcy, you can't get a car loan after, you can't refin- refinance a house if you have a mortgage, you can't buy a house. Now a lot of that is not true. Yes, when you file bankruptcy, it does immediately hurt your credit, but you're able to rebuild your credit, and a lot of times quicker after filing bankruptcy than if you never filed bankruptcy. You can come out of bankruptcy and buy a far immediately with a pretty decent interest rate on that loan. You can get new credit cards. We never advise that, but you can do that almost immediately if. You must, but again, we don't advise that. Getting a mortgage, uh, or refinancing a mortgage, I mean, buying a house, that will take a couple years after bankruptcy to be able to qualify. But let me say this. Anyone that's coming to a bankruptcy attorney, anyone who uh, calls a bankruptcy attorney and needs a bankruptcy already has very bad credit. They have a lot of creditors. They have a very bad, what we call debt to income ratio. So... In a lot of times, the quickest way to qualify to buy a house, to get a decent rate on a car loan, is actually to file a bankruptcy. Wait a few months until it's over, and then you can get a much lower rate because all of your what we call unsecured debt is legally eliminated in the bankruptcy. So that, that's... Just the biggest, the first myth, let me just go into that you can't get credit. The second one, and I'll be a little brief on this one, is that you're gonna lose your house, which is exactly the opposite, is true. Most bankruptcies I file are because we are saving the client's house. Bankruptcy is set up so you can actually save your assets, including your house. And not have them, not have the house foreclosed. So those are the two biggest things that you can't keep your house in bankruptcy. Absolute myth. Ninety, I would say ninety-five percent of the time you keep your house, um, and then that you can't get credit afterwards. Most of the time, you have actually better credit within six months or a year after filing than you did prior to filing bankruptcy. Two big myths that I love to combat because those are prevalent all over the place.
1: And and a third one.
2: Wait, the, the, the third the, is there a third third misconception though? Yeah, I think I can go into a ton, but the third mis, the third big misconception is that bankruptcy is only for people that don't make a lot of money. Um, most people who file bankruptcy are hardworking. I've had clients that make half a million dollars a year yet need a bankruptcy because remember the more money you make the more uh, credit is available to you. And sometimes people make a mistake with that and can't handle all the credit offers they're, that, that they're receiving. So that, that's really the third myth is that it's just for low wage workers. No, it, it's for everyone. There's a way to help you in most cases, if you have tremendous debt, that's the whole nature of bankruptcy. People that have high income, good jobs, have uh, own small businesses, own assets, they still may need bankruptcies, and and you still hear about large corporations filing for bankruptcy, uh, very wealthy pol- politicians filing for bankruptcy. So there is a chapter of bankruptcy that you might need, regardless if you think you make too much money, have too much assets, have a small business. The, the laws are made to help the debtor in most cases, not all, but in most cases. Those are those are three big myths. Right I'm not, I'm not, um about
1: credit and about who final bankruptcy right yeah and, and like i said the media has, over the years has done a, a really good job of like trying to make it seem like it's like the end of the world if you have to file a bankruptcy and i think that's exactly why yeah. we wanted to bring you on the pod was to kind of like be a voice for this other side this other perspective about the process you know it's maybe not um, as bad as it seems. So how long does it really take someone to reset their life? Quote unquote, after a bankruptcy.
2: So I, I think so for consumers, so for most individuals, not talking about big businesses, but most bankruptcies are filed by individuals. There are two types of bankruptcy. There is the most standard type, which call it, which is called a chapter seven bankruptcy. And that lasts from the day we file the case until the day that they, the case closes is 90 days, okay? So that's the shorter bankruptcy. Then there's what's called a chapter 13. And that is where you might make too much money to do the shorter bankruptcy, or you have certain assets you have to pay some of the debt back on, so you choose to do a 13. Now, that lasts a lot longer, that can be anywhere from three to five years of monthly payments, right? In terms of minutes, the bankruptcy is over in either case, your life can go back to normal and usually is normal during the bankruptcy almost immediately. It, and let me what a lot of times my clients don't realize up front is they're stressed out before they file, they're getting phone calls from creditors, they're getting emails, they're getting letters, they could be sued, they cannot be having their wages garnished, so they can't be productive in their in their work or in their family with the debt that's just always on their mind. As soon as a bankruptcy is filed, a restraining order goes out to all the creditors, stops all that immediately. And that psychologically is very beneficial to the client. So in terms of starting um you know being over bankruptcy or starting after bankruptcy, that effect of bankruptcy happens immediately. And it's usually an underestimated uh, quality of filing bankruptcy because they, people struggle with filing for sometimes years because they don't like the name of it. As you said, Matt, there's there's a lot in the media that says don't do bankruptcy. But as soon as they file, they to sit back, take a deep breath. They feel a big sense of relief. So getting on with their life, getting over to bankruptcy happens almost immediately when we file the case, even though bankruptcy lasts three years and in some cases uh, up to five years. But even in that time, there's a restraining order against creditors. So you're not getting any phone calls, not getting any lawsuits. Everyone has to deal with me, the attorney. You don't have to do anything. You have to make your monthly payment and go to work, deal with your family. So they feel better almost immediately in most cases.
1: Does, does filing a bankruptcy truly eliminate all of your debts, or are there some debts that can still stay with you?
2: So um, we break debts. There's three general types of debts. One is called unsecured debts. Those are things like medical bills, credit cards. We call them unsecured because when you get the loan, when you get a credit card, it's not tied to a specific piece of property. Those are 100% eliminated. Well, I never want to say, you know, I'm an attorney. I'll never say 100%. So in the vast majority of cases, those are 100% eliminated, unsecured debts, like credit cards. Then there are what we call secured debts. Those are loans that are tied to specific property. So if you get a mortgage, that mortgage loan is connected to your residence. If you get a vehicle loan, that loan is connected to your vehicle in those situations you can eliminate those debts but you have to give back the collateral meaning that if you have a very bad car loan with a high interest rate and it's too much for you you don't want it you can get rid of it you can get out from under it but you have to give back the plan so those things are tied to that plan. so in most cases those are not eliminated people want to keep their car Keep the car loan, keep the house, keep the mortgage. So those, it depends. So one category, absolutely we can eliminate. The other, it's up to the debtor, but they usually keep those debts because they wanna keep the property tied to it. Then, unfortunately, there's the third category, which are the government debts. Of course, the government exempts itself. That, in most cases, we can't get rid of. Those fall into three categories. Those are taxes. Those are child and spousal support and student loans. So those three, we can't just eliminate them. We can pay some of them back in a Chapter 13 plan where we make repayments if you're way behind, but we can't simply eliminate those. So it's it's a little complicated because there's these three buckets of debts. One we absolutely get rid of, one we mostly don't, and then one sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. So it's a, sorry for such a complex answer, but that's why you basically need an attorney to analyze all this. It's very hard to file a bankruptcy without an attorney because the attorney's expert at analyzing the type of debt you have, putting them into the right categories and dealing with them accordingly.
1: No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. This is great information. Thank you for that. No problem. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh speaking of um cars and government uh, my question is uh if you file bankruptcy can the government just come in and take your assets or are you forced to sell the assets
2: so what happens is first of all although it's a government proceeding it's a case there's a judge even though we barely deal with the judge we're mostly dealing with, in an organized fashion, the debtor, who is usually my represent debtors, those are the individuals with debt, against creditors. So in most situations, there's not that much government involvement. So it's me dealing with creditors. And in most cases, the creditors are very knowledgeable about the bankruptcy laws, because a lot of times they're very large creditors, Citibank, Chase, Bank of America. If you owe a credit card to them, we file a bankruptcy, we don't deal with them. They don't hire, they don't waste money on an attorney to try to fight it. They're, they're kind of done. So it's not the government taking anything. It's individual creditors. And, um, they're only taking assets that we can't protect. But in most situations, we analyze the case fully before we ever file it, and we're able to protect assets for clients. However, in certain situations, clients will have too many assets to protect. And in those situations, yes, some the someone called the trustee who represents the creditors is entitled to some to take some assets. So occasionally I, I had a a client that filed a bankruptcy and and they had maybe seven cars, classic cars. Unfortunately, they won't have to keep all the cars and the trustee was able to take three of the cars, sell them, distribute the proceeds to creditors. But then once the proceeds were distributed, those creditors were done. They didn't get all the money they were entitled to before bankruptcy. They only got a very small percentage, but yes, my client did give up three cars, but, in exchange for getting rid of about $150,000 worth of debt, three cars that are worth a total of about $40,000, that's a pretty good deal. So again, the government is not looking any of this. It is the individual creditors that are looking to take stuff. and all, in most cases, nothing is taken. In about I don't know 90% of cases, the client and my clients keep everything. But every case is different, and sometimes clients have a lot of assets. And unfortunately, the more assets you have, the better financial situation you're in. But to make it fair for the creditor, some of that has to go to the creditor. So uh, it's it's overall a pretty fair process, and it's a pretty um, it, in most cases helps debtors tremendously. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully, that answers. That answer, answer No,
1: big, amazing! This is great, great uh, information. Extremely valuable. Again, thank you for all this. Um, I want to get to you know, how you personally market yourself and stuff like that in just a moment. Um, But in the wake of COVID, have bankruptcies benefited business owners and individuals to get back, to be able to get back on their feet? Would you, would you say that is a true statement? So so
2: not necessarily.
1: So when COVID first started,
2: I assumed probably with other bankruptcy attorneys that we would get a giant uptick in bankruptcies. However, that didn't happen immediately because of all the government benefits that were that were given out, in a sense. So, in you know, a lot of loan payments were deferred. And so a lot of people, remember that no one wants to reach out to a bankruptcy attorney. And they're only going to reach out to a bankruptcy attorney if they feel they really need to. They're being garnished. Their bank accounts are being frozen. They're being sued. Stuff like their college repossessed. Stuff like that. So during COVID, um, because there were a lot of um, delays on payment of student loans and debts as well, uh, the FCS actually did not go up, uh, at least for me and all for in mean, the first couple of years because of that. I feel that like that was kind of uh, you know, delayed the inevitable because only last year now, just in, in 2023, the number of bankruptcies our firm has filed has doubled because now a lot of those benefits have gone away and people still have credit card debt, student loans are at an all-time high, they just started requiring repayment of those. And so um it, you know, it helped some people with the government benefits over the couple last couple years, but only now am I starting to see a lot more calls for bankruptcy because the government benefits delay the inevitable, but bankruptcy in all these situations suffers the issue. These, these are people have to deal with these issues, that issues for years, and when you file bankruptcy, you're you're done with it. So um, no, I, I, I don't think there world a kind of an update. And I haven't looked at the statistics recently, but I don't think there's a big uptick in, in bankruptcies. Now there seems to be, in starting tw- maybe the end of last year and throughout this year, and and I see that going forward as well. Um, but also one big change that helped that is that they in California, they changed what's called the exemption rule. So now you can keep a lot more equity in your real estate than you could before COVID. Before COVID, if you, you could save your house by only up to a certain relatively small amount of equity. Now they've tripled that amount, even more. And so, people with houses worth over a million dollars, which is like almost so many houses in California, can file an bankruptcy and save their house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, We're seen a of, again. That's another misconception. People with uh, uh, real estate over a million dollars. Sometimes they don't have to uh, kind of propose a bankruptcy. And that's a really misconception. Oh, my house is uh, I have a million-dollar house. I, I can never do a bankruptcy. I don't want to risk my house. Well, you're not risking your house in most situations.
1: Great info. Uh, Gino, do you want to ask the next que- your, your next question? And then I'll circle back to the marketing. Yeah, the
0: marketing. sure. Um, you can hear me, right? Okay. Uh, I want to know I what happens to the debt. Like, does it just go away or does someone else have to claim that debt and pay it off like next to kin? No, it, it
2: eliminates the debtor's legal liability to pay it. It not only does it. So if they get rid of the debt in bankruptcy, it has nothing to do with the debtor's family. It will never go to their family. It doesn't it, it's not even with them legally. The creditor is permanently and for you know forever uh, done without debt. That creditor cannot call you ever again about that debt. They can never send you an email, sue you, garnish you, uh, foreclose on your house, uh, freeze your bank It is done. It goes away. Now, here's here's the thing with bankruptcy. The number one thing that are type of debts that are eliminated are credit cards. Okay, so. Credit cards have a very high interest rate. The fact that a certain amount of credit card users are going to file bankruptcy is already built into their interest rate. So in their calculations of what they're charging, which I think is ridiculous interest, but it's usually 10 to 30 percent, which is very high. They already have a calculation of what percentage of their card users file bankruptcy every year. So it's kind of built in. So yes, those credit card companies, they take a loss, that they can write off those losses and it's already built into the high interest rate. So they kind of, but see, this is, um, I don't want to go as far as to call them evil, but they they know they charge such a high interest rate and they know a lot of people can't pay that back. They know, I mean, I I don't know if people are aware of this. If a person has a $10,000 balance on a credit card and they make minimum payments, you're looking at at least five years, more like 10 years to pay that money. You understand that you're making a $100 payment on a credit card. 90% is going towards interest, and only 10% is going to pay down the principal. So if you owe a $1,000 on a credit card and you make a $100 payment, your balance went from a 1000 to $990. It only like took a $10. It only went down $10, yet you made a $100 payment. Because the first time the payment goes to interest. That's their profit. It's not a lot of profit, but it does, that's why like they make no money. So I feel bad that we're getting rid of credit cards and other debts with these extremely high interest rates. If their interest rates weren't so high, there'd be less bankruptcy. So it's what they wanted, they wanted to do. On high interest rates, they know some of their clients can never pay that back and have to do a bank.
1: You know what's what's really so fast, what's really fascinating about that is it reminds me of kind of how the insurance industry works, right? They they do these complex studies and calculations. They know what percentage of claims are going to be coming in against the insurance, and that's how they kind of adjust their rates for the masses to kind of factor yes. that in, like how many wrongful death, you know, claims are going to be filed, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it seems it's like the a same, very similar concept. Yeah
2: the joke about insurance, right? What is an insurance company? They, they take premiums and deny claims. That's their yeah. definition, right? They yeah. take it the yeah. and say you're not covered for your thing. Right. But no. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, it's all calculating So do I feel bad about filing bankruptcy when they, when if if they were more ethical, they would have never allowed this person this align the credit with this crazy interest rate? Um, no, I don't. And so, yes, the debt does go away. But it actually makes what I feel, my clients, more productive. Because you have to remember, people that are struggling with debt, that's all they're thinking about. They, they work, they have a family, but the focus is on the debt. Once that goes away, they become more productive with their family, in their job. They just feel better, more productive uh, citizens. And even the founders of our country understood this because the rules of bankruptcy They're one of the enumerated powers in the Constitution. There's less than 20 of them, and one of them is that Congress shall make uniform laws of bankruptcy. They understood the power that people get into trouble, and sometimes they need help getting out of trouble. It makes them more productive. We don't have debtors' jail, all that type of stuff that they used to have in England back in the day, because it's not productive for the country.
1: That's a really, really cool point. That's a great point that you bring up, that this is not a new concept. This is baked into the DNA of America, of the United States, of the culture of our country. It's like, like you just said, the founding fathers understood that sometimes people make the mistakes. You need a logical way for someone to be able to hit the reset switch and get their life back on track and be a productive, uh, person contributing to um, to society so again like you know the point of this pod is to dispel just the total negative connotation about bankruptcies and kind of shed a light on some of the positive things and i, I definitely think you're doing that so uh that's great um but let, let's switch gears and ask about how you actually market yourself and your law firm because again you're kind of up against this Bad, bad media branding of what a bankruptcy is, the negative connotation of a bankruptcy. So how, how have you and your law firm been able to overcome that and kind of market yourself and market the idea of a bankruptcy as a positive thing to help someone and, and thus be able to attract clients? So I know...
2: This is the ad hero podcast, but personally, our firm doesn't actually do a lot of ads. And I and I, I think I've I part of that is, is hard work and I'll explain. Part of it's hard work that we've done, but part of it's also lot that um one thing that our firm does that a lot don't is we are an employee benefit. So a lot of times when people have medical insurance they get that through their employer they don't walk into a hospital and pay several thousand dollars they pay a monthly amount and when they need a doctor they go to the doctor to the uh that they have through their employer well there's also legal insurance the same way very large employers um, offer this option to their um, employees they pay anywhere from ten dollars a month to thirty dollars a month to have legal insurance, similar to medical insurance. And so, I, our firm is one of the biggest users of that. So, in that sense, we don't so much market that, but uh, the legal insurance company market it, and we were the beneficiaries of that. So, we get a lot of falls from large companies um, and all those other things in addition to bankruptcy. But that, that's originally how we got lot of our clients. In addition to that though, um, we uh, and I and I am I don't I going not call myself an expert, but you have to be very good at personal selling. Uh, when someone comes to you, I can analyze within maybe ten minutes whether I can help them or not. So you have to be moral with it. You don't ever want to push someone into a bankruptcy unless they don't need it. But I sell a service that when they reach out to me, nine times out of ten they need it. Okay, because it, it it takes some guts to call and say, "Hey, I." I have some financial trouble. That's not easy to say. So by the time they call me, um, I know that they they have they almost need a bankruptcy. Not always. Sometimes they don't. So, but the key is uh, you have to be friendly enough and knowledgeable enough with a potential client that not only can you represent them, that they will then refer somebody, and that's very difficult. In the bankruptcy space because who wants to tell their friends or family that they're having financial difficulty and file the bankruptcy however the vast majority of our clients over the last maybe four or five years have been referrals so we don't you know unfortunately maybe we don't advertise that much because we like the referrals if a friend referred to us that's that's gold that means we really treated that prior client very well, so well that they're willing to admit they filed a bankruptcy to help out a friend or a family member. So, uh, yeah. So, so we don't do a lot of advertising. In fact, we haven't done any in years because we've built up such a big referral uh, base um, over the years. And then also, bankruptcy you can only you can only file a bankruptcy every so often. Okay, you can't you can't file a bankruptcy. Uh, every year, right? You need depending to on the type you for right? it's several years, but what we discovered early on is that a lot of people file bankrupt, they still have a house, right? They have minor children, they might need some estate planning. So, that's our other, and I don't want to say we sell that, but it is a benefit, okay? We got rid of your debts, we protected your assets from your debts. Don't we also want to deal with how? You're going to transfer your property, your residence, when you pass away. That's through a trust, through a will. Um, Who's going to receive your property? Let's keep it out of court. It will benefit your beneficiaries from not going to. So that's that's an add-on to the bankruptcy. Started just purely with bankruptcy and then started to also um, add estate planning services. Because the goal is the same, protect assets. That's what we're doing. That's so oh,
1: that is great. That is great. And that makes sense. You know, if you if you have that referral network and you have that baked in insurance, like you said, you know, that's a great way to be sourcing customers. So that would make sense that you guys don't have that need to do traditional conventional advertising, you know, in that sense. Yes. right? Right. Um,
2: and I. I would, let me just say this real quick. You know, I do know a lot of attorneys in other areas, personal injury that. Are way more into advertising. I, I, I you know, uh, I can talk to Gina you know, or you offline about, and maybe have one of those attorneys on the show down the line because they're almost opposite. They are they do global marketing. They're on social media all the time. I know an attorney who is literally he he's buying the headlines. He's on chasing. and and yeah. it's kind of funny But he's exactly who you want if you get in a car accident. You want an aggressive right. attorney. He's out there not only really aggressive in his cases, but he's also very aggressive with his advertising, billboards. I know you guys are into digital billboard, all that type of stuff. So it depends on the type of bankruptcy you're in. Those type of attorneys that do personal injury, those are the ones that are mostly on the billboards, TV commercials, a lot more um, advertising than uh, than some bankruptcy attorneys.
1: Well, and just to wrap it up, this is the final question we have for you. It's been super informative, but I think you kind of already answered this question, but I'll ask it anyways just to to drive it home. Um, Customer retention. You know, it seems odd because, you know, it's like you said, there's a limitation how often someone can file bankruptcy. It doesn't seem like after they file one, they're going to want to file another or maybe need to file another. But it sounds like in your specific case, you have the estate planning and other stuff. So that's how you can kind of retain the customers. Is that, uh, again, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's very true. So, the actual filing of the bankruptcy, um, occasionally we have filed a second bankruptcy for a client. They have needed it down the road, but that's one, two, three percent of our clients need that again. Estate planning is very common, um, but we just want to always be available to answer questions. So, a lot of times um, we will deal with cases that aren't necessarily bankrupt. So we, we have a client that follow the bankruptcy and then down the line, they have an issue with the creditor. We will take that case. We will help them help former clients out. If it's as easy as a 20 minute phone call with them or even the creditor, we usually just do that for free. And they appreciate those little things. And, you know, in all our emails, we say, you know, keep us in mind for any legal issue. Give us a call. If we can't help you, we know attorneys that can. So yeah, client retention and being really good to the client is uh, very very important for us and has made has helped us in terms of um, just the, the referrals we like the referrals because the clients are great clients when they refer to us uh, in terms of clothes I, I don't even like to think of clothing because they they need they need what we can provide that happens when they need it, we, we make sure they understand that they need it, and in most of those situations, 95% of the time, we'll move forward with the bankruptcy. Occasionally, they, they don't want to do it, and that's fine, too. And then occasionally, they don't need it, and, and we would never, we don't push a bankruptcy on someone. We have a lot of you know, attorneys turns are very highly regulated, and we don't want to do anything unethical. Um, and a lot of times, by the time you call on a bankruptcy attorney, you need our help because people usually will hesitate on that for years until they finally do it.
1: So. And I think this, I think this podcast has helped to dispel a lot of those negative things. And maybe somebody listening to this, who's it's been on their mind to maybe go that route. Hopefully this podcast has educated them to uh, make, make that call sooner rather than later so that they can kind of get their life back on track and, and stop stressing yeah. out having you know anxiety about all that debt.
2: It really reduces anxiety. Anxiety is very high in our country and since the pandemic. And it actually is a, it's, it's almost like a medication. It reduces the anxiety extreme. I can see it from the day that clients call me stressed out, sometimes crying to when you're done with the case, that they're on with their lives, which is, which is what we like to see.
1: Probably go from tears of agony to tears of joy and happiness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean they 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 can yes, sit back and just take a deep breath and say oh, I'm not being sued. I'm, not lose I'm not <laughs> I would imagine
1: that's probably one of the most rewarding things about what you get to do in this whole process. Is helping helping these people like course correct their life.
2: Yeah, and they, they, a lot of people like the whole misconception of bank. They don't understand. They think, oh, this is a black mark on me forever. Everyone's going to know I filed a bankruptcy. I can never buy a house. Then they say, whoa, let me let me educate you. Let me go through all this. It's built to help the debtor. The laws are there to help the debtor. Now there's some things and fourth creditors. So if you make a lot of money, you may have to pay back some of some of your debt. If you have a lot of assets. Yes, you may not be able to protect all of them, but the better, um, but regardless of the financial situation, the laws are there to help the debtor. That's the person who has it. And then a lot the of times on not understand, you know, people just don't, understand because it's not intuitive. And there's a lot of uh, misinformation
1: about it out there. Yes. Well, David, man, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Gino and I are, are very, very grateful for your time. What's the best way our listeners can get in touch with you? Is there uh, your website, maybe an email or LinkedIn? What, what would you like?
2: I actually, I'm just going to give you guys my direct number. So sometimes we'll have one of our legal secretaries will answer, but a lot of times I have the business line go directly to my cell phone because I, um, even though we do have legal secretaries, that help, I, I have to interact on the phone. I have to talk to a client. I like doing that. And that is, It's usually, and and let me say this too, we do have a website and email, but the number one way is give me a call. If I can't answer, leave a message, you can even text on the number, but let me give it. So my direct number is 619-500-2031. So again, it's area code 619-500-2031. And that's the best way to reach me. You can text, i leave a message if, if me or, or anyone in the office doesn't answer.
1: Fantastic. And we'll also put the company URL and stuff. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put that on YouTube and all that Perfect. different stuff so Perfect. people can reach out to you. But uh, thank you again, man. Do you have anything else you want to throw out there? or uh, uh, That was a great, great interview, man. It was awesome.
2: I just thank, thank you guys for having me. I like this new trend. Maybe, you know, I have a lot of attorney colleagues that might want to get on here. I don't know if they can make the cut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but, it's,
1: it's, it's like I said you're specialize in something very unique, so it's just like a perfect yeah
2: it's, it's, it's a great episode <laughs> in advertising and I know some of them that are very opposite of me, heavy advertising and, and that may be a good podcast as well. So that but that's it, I really appreciate you guys having me.
1: All right, man. we'll, cool. we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, David.
0: Alright guys. Have a good week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Find The Ad Hero Podcast online at adsimple.com backslash The Ad Hero Podcast and all major podcast platforms. Welcome back to The Ad Hero Podcast. Matthew,
1: let's hear your closing remarks. A lot of great information shared today by David uh, on the topic of bankruptcies. I think the biggest thing that was uh, brought to my attention was the fact that bankruptcies can really help people eliminate stress and anxiety from their life i can only imagine what it must be like the uh to, to not be able to sleep at night because you have so much debt and these people calling you non-stop sending you letters harassing you about the debt um, i don't see how you could be a valuable member of society with all that hanging over your head listen people this happens people get in these situations and i think it's great that David touched upon that the founding fathers of America built this into place to help people be able to get out from under these situations, hit the reset button, and still continue to be uh, valuable members of society. So, that was some great talking points from David today. And uh, yeah, definitely reach out to him um, if you're watching this, listening to this, and you're in that situation. It sounds like he could be a big help.
0: Excellent. Excellent. That'll do it for the Ad Hero Podcast. Follow us online at adsymbol.com backslash the Ad Hero Podcast and online at AdSymbol. Thank you for listening to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gio Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Liberi. Signing out.